I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There are 16 different ways we can talk about this game, but Cole, over breakfast, I feel like the one that gave you the most juice, the most energy was playoff Spags. Why is the Chiefs defensive coordinator so difficult to face? Spags is is a great coach. I, I say that because playing against him in my career was always like a nightmare, right? He just, I think his greatest strength is he understands protections. He understands your protections and whether you're sliding, whether you're man protecting, all the things that you do, like he breaks those down right away. And, you know, when you watch the Chiefs defense play, um, they're, in, they're in attack mode, but they're smart. He knows when to pressure. He attacks, you know, whatever your style is in protection and finds ways to get guys home. I mean, you look at their defense this, this year, no one scored more than 27 points yep. all year long, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I just think their defense has been a model of consistency all year long, and you know, especially since you've gotten the playoffs. I mean, look at the teams they've played. It's nuts to to get where they are right now. It has now, to be right? one of the hardest runs in NFL history to reach the Super Bowl. It's Miami, it's Buffalo, exactly. Ray Some MVP and yeah. Lamar yeah. Jackson. A little weather too on top yeah. of it. Yeah, it's cool because just the vision how they got here. Obviously, you trade away Tyreek Hill to draft these. Uh, corners to get some free uh, free cap space to bring in these safeties. And Spagnuolo's been there for so long, so now he has the option to just create so much pressure. They blitz a ton. They can play man coverage because of Sneed against Brandon Ayuk, but also you see these safeties. They, they'll they rock him up. They'll rock him down. Everything is going to be on to Brock Purdy here because he's struggled against some of the better defenses recently. The, the last three games, the Ravens did a lot with him and it kind of got in his head. So Shanahan always wants to play no, no huddle, motion, try to get as much information pre-snap for Brock Purdy to figure things out. But Spagnuolo, with two weeks, obviously right. Andy Reid's been doing this forever too. They're going to have all these game plans for the 49ers and have to be on their A game. Cool. My one line with Brock Purdy has always been that he does things different than what Jimmy Garoppolo did in this offense. And I think that's important given the situation that we're in because the last time these two teams faced off in the Super Bowl, I would honestly say that Jimmy Garoppolo was a main reason why the 49ers didn't win that game. Uh, he struggled throwing outside the numbers yeah. down the field. He didn't have the twitch that Brock has. Now, at the same time, Spags has faced basically every single elite quarterback across the league. So simple question, complex answer. Do you think he respects Brock Purdy? Yeah, I think 100% he does. I think I think if you're the 49ers, you got it in your Kyle Shanahan, you, you have to run the football, which they will. They'll have some downhill, you know, gap schemes. They'll have their wide zone staple. 
And I think all of that to stay in third and manageable situations. But I mm-hmm. also wouldn't be surprised if early in the game, you know, as a quarterback, you know, you're playing a tough defense, right? Like, let's spread them out. Let's open, let's go empty. Let's motion out to empty. Get some answers to the test before the mm-hmm. ball is snapped. And, and let Brock just get some quick completions that way. And maybe that calms him down, maybe not. But again, I go back to Spags as an, an, a guy who just attacks protections, right? And like he's going to get Brock off his spot a right. lot in this game, and it's going to be a matter of, you know, can they cover him down the field, broken plays, scramble plays, yeah. all of that. And going back to the Chiefs defense, like obviously we talk a lot about Chris Jones, and he's a nightmare to block up front. you got to get mm-hmm. four hands on him almost every time. So you're – your protection scheme kind of starts with him. Like, I'm not worried about Trent Williams on the left side. We need to block Chris Jones, right? Well, that opens up different lanes, different avenues for their pressure. One of the reasons why I think they're also so good at that is because McDuffie and Sneed are so good on the back end. Yep. Like, they lock down guys. They're great in zone, and they're great in man, and they hit, right? Like, there are just fantastic guys on the back end of the Chiefs defense, and, I mean – it's going to be hard for the Niners to score a lot of points. I mean, I know it's obvious, but the more I think about it, the more Spags knows his personnel and he knows how to beat protection. And let's talk about specifics of that because this chain of injury in some ways has taken over the NFL in different places. But what we talked about all season long on scheme are these condensed formations because it can be difficult to figure out run pass tells off of those um, Spags in these corners, especially McDuffie, with the blitzes that you can send, because it's easier to do that and disguise that out of condensed looks, right? Oh, yeah. And so, I mean, if Spags and McDuffie hit one early, then you, especially on that right side of that offensive line, just have so many questions running through your head of, okay, and Brock too, are we going to slide protection this way? Mm -hmm. Are we going to keep Trent isolated? And then once you get one from this side, then you fake that one and go from the opposite too. Yeah, and and I'll answer that question from a quarterback's perspective, from an offensive perspective. When you know – that these things are happening, your default is quick game, mm-hmm. and it's running the football, right? So that's the way you get Brock in rhythm early, right? Don't let blitzes get home. Like, stay in manageable situations. Let him get the ball out on time, quick game. You know, get Christian McCaffrey going. And then, and then you know, in those critical third downs, got to have it situations. Like, we'll see, like, which, which one can win. Yeah, Hayden, on the opposite end of this, it's – getting physical with these wide receivers because this Shanahan offense very much timing rhythm aspect mm-hmm. to it. But we've already seen Sneed, these other corners. They go to war. Yeah. I mean, against Miami, yeah. it was, oh, we're going to stuff yeah. Tyreek at the line of scrimmage. Now, Tyreek, fantastic. Mm-hmm. You also have Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. Mm-hmm. But again, I think that's one way other than just disrupting the quarterback at the depth of his drop to also disrupt the timing of everything yeah. is to get these super physical corners and defensive backs in their face. So the, the Chiefs primarily play in two high looks and they're funneling passes underneath or just funneling runs because their yards after the catch ability to stop that because they hit so much and their corners can actually tackle, which is pretty rare. That's going to be the, the the thing to manage is you have all the yards after the catch potential plus all of the Christian McCaffrey stuff, but the Chiefs defense is the best in the league in yards after the catch over expected. So I'm with you. There's so much going on with Spags. It has to be that in the back of Shanahan's mind. I would be pretty surprised if this was not just a very conservative game plan to start. Interesting. Just run the ball with Christian McCaffrey because I think that plays into how the Chiefs play defense. All these two high looks, they're 30th 
in EPA against the run. They're number three against the pass, and they can bring some pressure and create some sacks. So if I'm with you, quick game, some stuff to Debo. The Chiefs have allowed the third most screens in the NFL. So I think it's going to be runs, and then a lot of quick game try to settle Brock Purdy down, and then eventually see if you can get Brandon Ayuk on a play-action post route, something down the field uh, later in the game. But I think it's just going to be a bunch of McCaffrey. And if I was going to pick one of the other skill guys, I think it's going to be very much a Debo game just because it's going to take some of the pressure off of Brock Purdy. These four, I mean, I feel like we talked for eight, nine minutes, not even like singular naming these weapons that the 49ers have. It's pretty incredible. I mean, because each one kind of offers a different aspect to it, right? Because Debo Samuel, you can have a simple five-yard slant that you can take for 65 yards like we saw against the Philadelphia Eagles. If it's one-on-one isolated coverage, Brandon Ayuk is one of the best you know, man beaters in the league. Mm-hmm. George Kittle drive blocking Aiden Hutchinson on one snap and later on insane yak after that. And then Kyle Juszczyk, you can be yeah, 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 22, sure. 21, 12, yeah. all different. And he's kind of like what makes it so versatile on top of it. So like Again, so much focus on what playoff Spags has done mm-hmm. against all these greats. But at the same time, I understand that maybe Brock Purdy is not Patrick Mahomes, but this is also one of the best, to me, surrounding casts that we've oh, seen yeah. around a quarterback in quite some time. If you watch the Niners on offense and really any offense, if you sit in a two-high shell, what do you do? You run the football. Right. Right? How can, if you're Kyle Shanahan, how can I get them out of a split safety look? All of a sudden, I get single high looks and I get man coverage or I get one-on-ones. That's where you start throwing the football. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I think early on in this game, I think you're right. I think if if the Niners can run the football when the Chiefs are playing two high looks, then mm-hmm. it, they have they have an advantage there. And what's interesting, because obviously Spagnuolo can do so many different things, but Shanahan has all these answers because yeah, all do these all the guys too. move everywhere around. I think the other kind of underrated player in this game is going to be Use check just because the Chiefs are so bad defending two running back looks where you can get uh, them out there. They're 27th in yards per carry allowed when they're in 21 or 22 personnel. And I think they could stick with that, try to see if they're going to bring some guys into the box. And then if they do, that's when you hit uh, your brand new on the field. Chris Jones is incredible. Yeah. I will say there's plenty of numbers that we could pull up that uh, Chris Jones as a run defender has not maybe turned it on all season long when a Good bunch time of, to do it here. <laughs> yeah, when a bunch of his incentives have been linked to obviously sack totals yeah. and pressures and getting to this point at the same time. But Colt, could you also just turn it on when it matters most and yeah, I mean, play this every is, single this down? This is the Super Bowl, yeah. you know. But I will say, you know, you play against those ridiculous three techniques, right? All across the league. The the really, really good ones, like some of the best ways to attack them is to just run at them, right? put two guys on them, try to remove them out of their gap and like hope nobody else, mm-hmm. you know, makes the plays like that. I mean, you know, so Chris Jones is, is definitely like a stud, right? Mm-hmm. We, we all, and he wants to rush the passer, but again, the Niners are built on running the football. And I know that that's going to be part of their plan early in the game. And, and, and until they get out of those shell looks and get the matchups that they want, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what they can do. I feel like you aren't amped enough about this 49ers offense. <laughs> like, Cole, I watch NFL teams across the league with you every single week, and we see these pieces, these branches of Kyle Shanahan, and yeah. you're obsessed with these offenses. I am. And now we're at this moment, and you're like not glowing at all when talking <laughs> about the Kyle Shanahan offense. I am. I, dude, I love Kyle Shanahan. I love the offense. I love the weapons. I think Brock Purdy has played phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, guys, you. 
we're in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's in the Super Bowl, yeah. right? Like he's and Kyle will attack matchups, right? This is going to be a game of two all-star coaches going at it over mm-hmm. and over and over. When you look at the Chiefs or, or you look at the Niners offense, all their weapons, right? If you show them man coverage, they will beat you. Right. Right? But that's not what Spags does. Spags attacks protections. Spags confuses you. And then the times when you think he's going to pressure you, he may play coverage. The times yeah. you think he's come, he, he's playing coverage, mm-hmm. somebody's free, right? Like, it's, it's going to be a back-and-forth game. And, I mean, if you look at what the Chiefs have done all year, right, they've just, they've just played consistent football. Chiefs offense kind of hit or miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the Chiefs defense shows up every week. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be ready to play. Yeah, the other last thing I had here was going back to Spagnola and shifting post-snap and pre-snap looks. When oh, yeah. Brock Purdy has a clean defense, very static, and he can easily read things out because Shanahan takes all the play clock out of it and gets all the answers, then he has been lights out. But you can take his EPA and cut it right in half if it's a two-high shell into a one-high shell all of a sudden. The Chiefs do that a ton because they trust their safeties, they trust their corners. So... Are they going to be able to bait Brock Purdy into one of these interceptions? And that's kind of been the storyline recently. For a while, he was getting away with some interceptions. More recently, he's been kind of uh, taking a couple of those. So I think for the 49ers to win, I think it's going to be a lot of long drives because they're going to run the ball. These little screen passes, they're going to get consistent six, eight yards. But on that one time where they have to dial up that play-action pass, is that going to be the time where mm-hmm. Spagnuolo gets him? Or is it Brandon Ukes just wide open for a 60-yard play? So I just kind of see this game being very slow and methodical just because that's how the Chiefs want you to play. I think that maybe even Spagnuolo will, like, if McCaffrey walks away with 100 rushing yards, six receptions, but they're all well within the line of scrimmage, I think he might even be okay with that. I think that he's probably most scared of. It's just the George Kittle... Yeah. After the catch, way down yeah. the field. I mean, it's all of them. Debo and, breaking and the, the tackle. The CMC. I mean, it's yeah. all of them. Right. Hey, he's got to be nervous. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. The the pressure that the Niners put on defenses is ridiculous from a from just a skill level standpoint, mm-hmm. right? Debo breaks one tackle or two, which he does all the time. Yeah. Like that. On one play. There's your explosive plays, yeah. right? Christian McCaffrey, right? Don't play George. Who's going to play George Kittle? And man, don't do it. That's my advice. Mm-hmm. Right? Brandon Hyde, like across the board right <laughs> they're they're deadly right like i mean it's gonna be a great match it, it's it's those pressure looks to me that i'm gonna be very focused on because on some level it's trent williams and then four other dudes along that offensive line especially on the right side yeah. and so if you can get an early maybe tipped interception we've seen from brock purdy this year raven's game yeah and then just send multiple looks and keep them guessing mm-hmm. and to get them again out of that rhythm with also pressing jamming wide receivers at the line of scrimmage, then to me, that first and second quarter is going to be very telling. Let's flip it on over the other side because, again, I, I don't want to have a vanilla statement here, but I think like on some level, like the perfect play call from Kyle Shanahan, which he does often, and how that's executed with Brock Purdy, again, it's like this seamless cycle, this seamless rhythm. On the other hand, you have Patrick Mahomes who feels like, yes, you can have good play calls, but he's also in – live actual time solving the puzzle in front of him and it doesn't necessarily have to be exactly what Andy Reid conveyed on the sideline that then is put into practice for a great play on the field we just talked about just Travis Kelsey for 30 minutes on a show last week when you watch this Chiefs offense especially the version of it is now versus what it was the start of the year what do you see 
I know this has happened to you. Your friend or coworker suggests a movie, the only one that's worth watching on a certain streaming platform app on your connected TV. And so Friday night, you sign up just to watch that and forget to cancel the one month preview. Then three months later, you look at your bank statement, your credit card statement, and see $9.99, $9.99, $9.99 charges over the last few months. This is where Rocket Money comes in handy. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps with lowering your bills. I mean, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year. $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't want, things you don't use, and cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash underdog. That is rocketmoney.com slash underdog. Rocketmoney.com slash underdog. Because we know all those movie suggestions from coworkers are just average anyways. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. I like the Chiefs offense. I think they've, they've morphed into like this playoff Chiefs offense. It's like, we're going to do whatever it takes to win, right? The biggest plays in the game last week against the Ravens were... Obviously, the Travis Kelsey kind of find a lane, find a way, savvy football, and then Mahomes converting third downs with his feet, right? He, he converted two or three third and fours, third and fives that just deflates the defense, right? Just deflates the defense, right? So that was the biggest difference to me watching the Ravens. They got shut out the second half. They only scored 17 points, but they still controlled the game. Like Andy Reid has – probably as good a feel of anybody in the league from a coaching standpoint of like understanding situations, understanding my personnel, understanding I have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like I'm going to call this game however it plays out, right? When we got to have it, like here's my playbook. When we're in the lead, here's my playbook, right? Because I trust my defense and I trust my quarterback, right? That's, That's a head coach's dream. And I think they kind of treated the season because it's kind of like the Warriors where like the regular season has its up and downs, but they know they're going to be there at the end. Exactly. That this is basically That's like exactly a tryout right. for like the first three months of the season. And they basically eliminated McColl, Kadarius, Sky Moore. They're using more two tight end sets and they actually have a three receiver, tight end sets. three tight end sets even. They trust the run game to some degree here, but they just eliminated all the negative plays, all those interceptions that were bouncing off these receivers' hands, yeah. some of these fumbles that you see with McCall Hardman. Those guys are not even going to play. So all those negative plays you are going to eliminate, and then I'm with you. It's just the Patrick Mahomes scrambling. There's differences between the regular season and the playoffs. And then when I looked at this 49ers defense, I view it as one of the most static, boring defenses. They don't do a whole lot. They rush with four. They're 31st in blitz rate. And I was looking at it with scrambling. Patrick Mahomes, he scrambles like a 10% of the time when it's uh, not a blitz. When mm-hmm. he's blitzed, it's down to like 3% because he probably just gets the ball immediately. So I think it's going to be a game where it's not going to be a lot of blitzing. 
It's whether it's man or zone, they're going to rush with four. And if Mahomes wants to buy some time and pick up these really just nagging first downs, I think that's going to be available to him the entire game. So that's like one of my favorite things for the underdog pick and lobby is a four and a half uh, rush attempts for Patrick Mahomes because oh, yeah. the static defense, you don't run against the blitz. You run against when you have some time to run out there. And I think that Mahomes just can be a menace doing that. Colt, the extending of the plays is like all the difference with Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not talking about extending it necessarily to four, five, six seconds per snap. Um, the extension of just like 0.2 seconds per snap is, is the entire difference. On top of that, it's the velocity and like the ball control that he has, despite a totally unbalanced base, where he's like a very different, I mean, again, obvious, very different quarterback that these defenses have faced all year long because it's like that coloring outside the lines aspect where he can play in structure, in rhythm. Yep. But then it's just this 4.2 seconds off base that you just need a sliver and the ball's in the perfect spot despite the quarterback being in the worst position possible. Yeah. He has a ridiculous ability to extend plays and understand when to extend plays, right? Like, And when nothing's there, ultimately late in the down, just throwing it out of bounds, yeah. right? Like all three of those things are so hard to do, and he's probably the best in the league at doing all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's – got a trust level factor with Travis Kelsey like no other, right? Travis finds ways to get open. Most of his route tree is option routes, mm-hmm. but don't play a man, right? If you want to heat up Patrick Mahomes, like you got to be ready for him to escape, him to find something quick. Like he he's seen it all. The experience is huge mm-hmm. in this game, right? And it's not like the Chiefs do a lot of crazy things. They run the same plays out of all their personnel groups. They can get to the same play in 11, 12, 22, 10. Like all Mm -hmm. these personnel groups, it's the same stuff, right? So they get reps on reps on reps versus all different looks, base defense, nickel defense, dime defense, right? So Patrick just has – I mean, the amount of reps he has Mm -hmm. on all of these plays because they do it out of all the same personnel groups is – I mean, he's got a feel for everything, right? He knows when to extend the play. He knows when to, like, okay, just take the flat route for three and let's play second down, right? Yeah. He's just really, really good in those situations. And, Hayden, despite being the same head coach, same quarterback of the same Super Bowl four years ago, the offense couldn't be any more different because right. that, it felt like at the time, this was the offense we'd always play with Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill of, hey, spread everything out. We're going to attack explosives. super deep explosives. Yeah. And now, I mean, against the Baltimore Ravens, it was 60% of the time they were mm-hmm. in 12 or 13 mm-hmm. personnel. I know Matt Nagy was on the microphone this week and said the reason why we are focusing so much on 13 personnel is because these defenses don't have a vast array of coverages or playbooks against them because they don't That's face right. it very often. That's right. And that, I think that's the scary part for me if you're the 49ers defense is just because they just don't do that much. Like, for example, they are dead last in the percentage of their plays on defense where these safeties will rotate post-snap. They are almost dead last when they stunt. So even though that they're only bringing four players, they're not stunting their defense alignment. It's just make a play Bosa, and then we have these two linebackers mm-hmm. to go crazy. They have one good corner. I think the rest of the kind of secondary is could be picked apart. And I think that's the scary part is if there's one thing that Andy Reid and Mahomes and Kelsey and the rest of these guys have spotted over these last two weeks against the static defense, 
do the 49ers have this changeup that we haven't seen? Because for the, basically the entire year, it's the same defense over and over again. And it's kind of been frustrating just because the last three, four years, the 49ers defense has been top five in all, all these metrics. Yeah. Now we're getting here with like kind of average and the effort on top of that has been problematic in, on this playoff run. So, so there's something up with this 49ers defense. And really the, the offense is why the 49ers have been here. Colt, what's the coverage plan for Travis Kelsey? Don't single him up, right? There's no safeties that can cover Travis Kelsey. I thought Kyle Hamilton did a great job last uh, last week. And still gave up a big touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> I think Fred Warner is actually a pretty good matchup. Fred can run with anybody. I think he's one of the best like zone-dropping linebackers oh. in the league. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to have a plan for him, 100%. Um, when I look at the Niners' defense, like their front six, their, their rushers, Armstead in the middle, you know, Kenlaw. Greenlaw, Warner, yeah. at line, like Kenlaw. Like Hargrave. There's nobody better in the league mm -hmm. than that front six, right? Yeah. So that's where if those guys get home, if those guys can get Patrick off his spot early in the game, maybe get a few sacks, like that's what changes the game. Because mm -hmm. if you let Patrick run around, if you let him get the ball out on time, like I just – I don't see them stopping the Chiefs, right? Yeah. They, they've got to win up. And for how much investment the 49ers have put into – that front six and namely that front four, even midseason trading a third round pick for mm -hmm. Chase Young, who personally believe has been invisible for quite some time. But like the massive deal they gave Hargrave, who I think is an awesome player. He's really, really I good. I mean, I He's really good. have loved Hargrave since yeah. South Carolina State. Um, obviously, Nick Bosa, unreal. Eric Armstead, very good. But it has felt like at times this year, too, they've been pushed off the ball. Yeah. And so, again, it kind of goes back to what we said about what Kyle Shanahan might do offensively with the 49ers. It wouldn't be shocking to me if we see a drive that has four straight runs with yep. Isaiah Pacheco. I know that Joe Tooney's almost certainly out mm -hmm. for this, but, you know, get Allegretti or whoever to fill in in that one spot and the rest of the other four starters, despite maybe, and I think we're seeing Patrick maybe trust his tackles a little bit less this mm -hmm. year than he has in the past for probably good reason. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if Isaiah Pacheco was like a major factor in this game. Yeah, to your point there, the 49ers are 28th in rushing EPA, so both of these run defenses could be picked apart. But even with this, I think that the Chiefs will have methodical drives just like with the 49ers. Both teams play super slow, so I think my favorite way to kind of play this, I like the under on this game is at 47 and a half. I think that's kind of the angle. I think both offenses could be very efficient, but I don't see the huge explosive plays on the Chiefs just really hard to find them. They'll be super methodical, but I can see this being like nine play drives, 12 play drives, and really grind this thing out where they're running efficient offenses, but we're not seeing just fireworks show after fireworks right. show just because the Chiefs just haven't had the weapon to do that. Rasheed Rice, the yards after the catch, sure. But anything downfield, like one play, and these guys are like 50-50 But best. what we have seen is games this year, if MVS makes one play, if Justin Watson makes one play, if the other dudes, that makes all the difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Because yeah. everything else can be taken mm -hmm. care of now that Rasheed Rice is this underneath yak threat to go along with the consistency of Travis Kelsey. We just need one play from all the other dudes and to not have negative. It's been a problem. Every single I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It really has been. Yeah. Um, okay, Colt. I know you got to go. Make your pick. Chiefs. Hmm. Yeah, I just, I think. I think the Chiefs have an uncanny ability to control games in the playoffs. And you look, we talked about the the teams they've played against to get here. Like, I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Um, the Niners are really, really good. They're really explosive. Like the skill guys they have on on offense. If some of those guys break loose, big plays, all that. Like, who knows? But just looking at the matchup, I can't see myself betting against 
Mahomes and the consistency of the Chiefs' defense mm-hmm. f- for the whole year. Like they're the re- the Chiefs' defense is the reason they're here. Then you add on top Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like I I just can't I can't go against them. And I, and the Niners are extremely talented. I, they could easily figure out a way to win this. Not game. Not based on what you're saying. No question. But <laughs> I mean, if you if you're asking me, I think I think the Chiefs um, have the edge. Yeah, I, I'm with you here. I think Chiefs 24, 49ers 21. I think both teams will have efficient days. I don't see the explosive plays. Both teams just burn out the clock over and over and over, try to get as many things. But I think the difference is Mahomes in the scrambling, and then is there going to be that Brock Purdy interception because Steve Spagnuolo has found something, uh, whether it's the protections, he gets heated up, or it's just the, the post-snap look down the field. So I think that's going to be the difference here. But uh, I would be pretty surprised if, if this was a blowout either way. I just think both times it's just going to be efficient, slow drives all the way down the field. All right, we got rid of the, the football guy. We got to unleash the numbers. Well, we right. know some ball. <laughs> we, we do know some Come ball. On. Um, based on that conversation, you all were giving the 49ers offense yeah. and the 49ers in general no chance. Right. Can you clear this up? Well, I think schematically there are some advantages for the Chiefs. At the end of the day, though, like this talent <laughs> is what wins some of these games. Of course, the and a 49ers great have a caller that has been course. unbelievable at every single spot. It would just be nice if, you know, Brock Purdy, these last three key games, was not probably playing his worst football uh, of the entire season, and you're getting a defense where he's actually struggled against these top 10 guys. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I think I think my general takeaway and why I'm on uh, a lot of these lowers for this pick'em segment is just because it's just going to be really slow drives. Like We're talking about neither of these teams ever use no huddle. Mm-hmm. They are never in a rush. They want as much information. These teams are somewhat conservative in some key spots as well. And then both of these run defenses are way worse than what the past defenses are. So I think this is just going to be a lot of the running back usage. And then I think we'll pick our spots on a couple hires here and there. But for most of the stuff, when I'm looking at the pick and lobby, I'm on team lower. Okay. Well, CMC, as we are recording, has 92 and a half rushing yards as his higher lower on the underdog fantasy pick and lobby. 19 rushing attempts, five receptions. I mean, the rest, if you want to go to some of the wide receivers, Brent Ayuk only at 59 and a half. Right. Receiving yards. Debo Samuel uh, is at a total of 79 and a half rushing plus mm-hmm. receiving yards. CMC, I mean, that's a high, high mark. A but lot. what you're speaking about right yeah. now is an emphasis on the running game and how that can kind of take the pressure off everyone else. So I haven't really taken that much Christian McCaffrey. Because it's very tires, Because yeah. it's just so much. And there's obviously things can go wrong in the middle of the games. But how I'm attacking it is just taking the lowers on, like, for example, Brock Purdy, 14 passing first downs. He doesn't hit that mark very often. We're now facing a defense that's really good. I think that just going back to the pace of this game. And I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging for Brandon Ayuk to get the volume. We've seen when Mm. everyone's healthy, the volume just gets dried up in some ways. He's going to be facing Legereus Sneed, who's one of the best, very physical guys out there. And I think just because... Uh, of what Spagnuolo can do defensively and try to get into Brock Purdy's head. I think there's going to be a lot of times where they're just going to throw some screens here. They're Like I said, the Chiefs, they've faced the third most screens in the NFL. Well, if you look at the 49ers, who do they throw their screens to? It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Debo Samuel. Brandon Uke has zero screen targets the entire season. George Kittle barely gets used in the screen game. So I think it's going to be a little bit uh, harder for Brandon Uke to get the targets. If you love Brandon Uke, Trust me, I get that. Yeah. I would be looking at like the longest receptions, those type of markets. But I've been on the seven targets uh, for Brandon Ayuk. I like the lower on that one. And tying that with Brock Purdy, 14 
passing first downs. This is our last in-season show. Mm-hmm. I still have to take a walk down Narrative Street. Okay. Okay. Love to do this every single episode. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The last time, wasn't very long ago, that we got an extra week for Kyle Shanahan to prepare for a game. It was the bye week heading into the Green Bay Packers contest. Yeah. Obviously, in that Packers contest, Debo Samuel goes down immediately. However, Mm -hmm. what we learned from the color from the play-by-play was how Kyle, in his pre-game meetings, the heavy, heavy emphasis was going to be on Debo Samuel. Mm -hmm. I feel like when Kyle doesn't know exactly what to do, you get it in that super yeah. freak's hands yeah. who can just win after the catch on right. the simplest receptions, on the yeah. simplest schematic plays, and that is how you create your explosives. And if we're looking at it, these aren't outlandish numbers like they are with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's five receptions right now is higher or lower for Debo Samuel, 58 and a half receiving yards, mm-hmm. seven and a half targets. I mean, that five receptions, I could see Debo Samuel getting that within three quarters. I think it's just going to be the easy button for yes. them. And I think that I think that Shannon obviously loves Brock Purdy, but I think right now, how much does he trust him in this point in the season versus earlier on? I think probably less so. I think that's why it's just going to go into the CMC. Tying to that, love LeJarius Sneath. I mean, this guy's an absolute monster. But if he's going to be sticking out there with Brandon Ayuk and erasing him, right. four and a half tackles plus assist, I've been combining that uh, on some lowers with that, just because if it's Christian McCaffrey up the middle, if it's Debo Samuel stuff in the screen game, it's just going to be a little bit harder for LeJarius Sneed to get out there. So that's one I've been kind of tying in for a bunch of my underdog pickums. And then if you want to get really crazy, you might just kick me off the studio for this one. Are we going back to Jake Moody here? Uh, no, worse. Sadly worse. Not uh, the kicker. We're talking punters. Oh, the first gosh. time I've seen this uh, in the underdog pickum lobby, oh, Mitch Wisnowski. Yes. Higher on 1.5 punts inside the 10-yard line. Now, this guy is a machine yep. by pinning them. Yep. If we see some uh, some of these drives where get a couple first downs, Christian McCaffrey's rocking and rolling, but all of a sudden we get there. I think Mitch Wisnowski, I love the higher on one and a half punts, and it just kind of goes into this narrative when we're throwing out some new stuff out there. I think that's kind of the stuff where I like to kind of target. I like looking at these players that are barely going to get on the field. Give me the punters. Give me all the nasty stuff oh, out man. there um, while everyone else obsesses over the Christian McCaffrey. Okay, types. well, should we move on over to actual NFL players and talk I, about on the Kansas City Chiefs offensive side of this? Again, how you are outlining and really trying to create a narrative of how this game might go. Right. Long extended drives. We've seen that more often, I feel like, from the Chiefs. Yep. Obviously, all Season long, 9, 10, 11, 12 play drives. Does that feed into Isaiah Pacheco hires in terms of his rushing totals, especially attempts at 16 and a half mm-hmm. right now? By the way, 
I know Colt had to get out of here, so I didn't want to mention this. But, like, we saw the Lions eat up this 49ers defense in the running game in that first half. I mean, there's that parting of the seas moment with Mm -hmm. Dave Montgomery up the middle of the field. We've seen some crack tosses with, you know, the edge rushers flying up the field on the outside. I think at times the talent of Isaiah Pacheco might be a bit overrated, but Mm -hmm. what he means to this offense and how, especially on those crack tosses, if you get him going and those legs turning and him eating up ground, that makes him more difficult to tackle, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, my eyes instantly go to Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. I think this is going to be a more balanced approach just because that's where the 49ers have been weakest at. Their run fits have been bad. Like you mentioned it, all, all these really talented defensive linemen you said they can get pushed off the ball so i think it is weird because like obviously armstead and hargrave and all those dudes are incredibly talented but there have been points this season when their anchor is just not as good as what i've thought about it has been in the past yeah and i think just going back to the the steve wilkes conversation i think he is among the four coordinators play callers here that all got head coaching gigs right he's <laughs> the one that i have the most issues with and i just went back just to kind of get a good feel for what steve wilkes has done uh he was 26 in points allowed then 20th then 19th he went down to missouri and he was 113th in points allowed there and then this year with the 49ers i would say this unit is just completely underperformed mm. versus the talent level so i think that's kind of the the weird spot i think it's just such a static team so um just going back to it, i just wanted to hammer this uh once again patrick mahomes in this game manager zone in the playoff zone when he faces teams that don't blitz that's when you scramble i think it's people think that when you get pressured is when you scrambled well when you see a blitz especially if you're patrick mahomes and you're anticipating this thing you're you getting it, it out immediately yeah, you fill that space with the ball what what happens is if they're playing zone coverage or even man coverage either way, and there's only four defenders and he doesn't see somebody get open, yeah. which by the, the way, the freaking Chiefs, they don't get open very often here yeah, aside yeah, from yeah. Uh, Kelsey. He's going to abandon the pocket and scramble around. So he's like basically as good as you get when you come to scrambling just because he has a good sense of this. And I think it plays right into this. So my favorite, if you're going on the Chiefs side, by far my favorite one is the Patrick Mahomes higher on the rush attempts because – I don't want to get into this yardage stuff where all of a sudden he's doing kneel downs and you're just absolutely tilting. Just give me the attempts because I think they're going to get about three or four scrambles. Okay, just to play devil's advocate and to go along with what you just said, we have talked about how these pass rushers for the 49ers, name brand, quality, and moments of them. On the opposite end, these Chiefs offensive linemen, Donovan Smith, Juwan Taylor, Joe Tooney missing, could we have, and I'm not saying to this level, and obviously wide receivers maybe not being able to separate in isolation, could we have some Mahomes versus Tampa Bay Bucks aspects of this game? Because I don't think anyone's bringing up that possibility. Right. And we didn't see that you know too long ago. And I would even say that this offensive line and these players outside of Kelsey and Rice are in a much worse position now than they were then. It's just, that was such a drastic game. And I'm not saying that Mahomes... He obviously played amazing in right. that game, was trying to will them to play yeah. hero ball and all this stuff and was, you know, making passes six inches off the ground. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if that has been mentioned here. And I actually right. think in a one game sample, these 49ers pass rushers might create that type of environment. Yeah, for sure. It just you're looking at the last six playoff games for Mahomes, two percent sack rate. By the way, the NFL average is at like seven, eight percent. Yeah. So he basically does not get sacked in the playoffs. Right. And then he also against three or four pass rushers, which is basically the only thing. 
that the 49ers do. He has a 3% sack rate. So obviously Bosa, he's going to be chasing him down at some points, but that's the difference. Like we call, some people call Brock Purdy the game manager. I think that's completely inaccurate. The, the game manager in this is Patrick Mahomes. Basically no interceptions, no negative plays, no... He doesn't have to deal with the McCole Hardman types. So all of that stuff, he's game managing. But on top of that, obviously, yeah. he can scramble and throw the ball a million yards. Down you just froze a few people walking by the Blue Wire studios right. and you called Patrick Mahomes a, a game manager. At, at the very least. And then he does everything else that <laughs> no, we're talking no. about. That's the, that's the difference, though. It's just like we don't talk about uh, where we've been talking about Patrick Mahomes as this creative player, right. all this stuff. He doesn't have to do that no. anymore. He, he Also, the out-of-structure stuff is what we all attach ourselves to right. and it's the highlights, but also how he makes the quick passes in the rhythm, in the timing of the offense, separates him to go along with all the rest of that stuff. I guess to answer my own question of the Bucks game from a few years ago and how he's trying to play hero ball and being forced to, maybe that is one reason why they've evolved into this mm-hmm. as well, where you have a lot of early answers yeah. and a lot of shorter passes to not, again, have to play so much extended yeah. and search for the explosive. Okay, well... If we're looking at the Chiefs, we talked about Isaiah Pacheco. We got to bring up Travis Kelsey. That's at 74 and a half receiving yards. If we're talking about a primary pass catcher, Hayden, we've seen hundreds with like CD Lamb this year or yeah. Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kills. 74 and a half with a guy that the San Francisco 49ers do not have someone to match up in isolation or man coverage. It's going to be a bunch of zone drops. But at the right. same time, go and watch the video. It doesn't have to, I mean, one, he doesn't run a route that's on a page. He just sits in an area, and at the same time, Mahomes is already throwing the football as he's sitting down that area. 74 and a half seems quite low. Really? Yes. It's just, I mean, that's asking for a lot, in my opinion. I think if you want that number, take it now, because yeah. everyone is going to be absolutely going crazy for the hires. If you want to play this the, the correct way, if you are on team lower, if you know some ball, like, like, like myself right wow. here, you wait till the last second and then you go uh, into the lobby and take some lower. Just because most of the time, these just numbers just get higher and higher and higher. And the Kelsey one over the last couple of days has gone higher and higher and I higher. Mean, but, but Hayden, we just have to look back to their last game. Right. Easily, easily, yeah. you can say that the Ravens defense is superior to what mm-hmm. the 49ers put on the table. You could also say on individual matchups, they tried a corner, they tried a safety, they tried all the different zone looks, mm-hmm. and they couldn't stop him. Mm-hmm. And that was 11 catches for 116 yards and a touchdown, yeah. and basically all in the first half. Yeah, I, I'm not taking lowers on Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm also not hunting for hires okay. there, too. Okay, yeah. well, anything else that you want to unleash before we get out of here? Uh, just question for you. CEH, Richie James, Blake Bell, McCole Hardman, <laughs> Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, any of these guys that they don't want on the field any of these guys step up in any capacity or is it just going to be the same old, same old guys? Well, again, I, I firmly believe, and we saw this last year in the Super Bowl too with Kadarius Tony and scoring touchdowns. We've right. seen it in previous years against the 49ers when Miko Hardman had three touchdowns yeah. in one game. Somebody steps up usually. Close to the five or the 10-yard line because it was just a bunch of yeah. jet sweeps and motion across and, again, taking advantage of these flying defensive ends up the field. One of these dudes that is not Kelsey or Rice is going to have to, or Pacheco has mm-hmm. to make one play. Just good luck knowing which one because uh, they've all had their horrible moments. Yeah, I think that if I had to go hunting for kind of these other ancillary pieces. MBS is playing a lot. He's playing 96% of the snaps. I was last week. uh, 
Justin Watson doesn't play as much, 56%. Noah Gray? Uh, Noah Gray. And I think just going back to the, the two tight end, two, three tight end looks, yep. it's just because Andy Reid trusts these guys. I think that Noah Gray, he's somebody that can kind of work out in the flats, a little play action, uh, something like that could be the, the key ingredient here. Well, as everyone out there knows, you can always click the link in the description down below. Play on Underdog Fantasy. Hayden, right now, matching your first deposit up to $100. This has been a fantastic week, a fantastic time with uh, our quarterback. That's right. And, and Colt McCoy. And more uh, in Scottsdale for Sunday morning. So if you want uh, some other takes from some other big guys in the industry, we'll be live a couple hours before the game. So more to come. Love that. All right. Up the villa. We will. Talk to you all soon.